Yes, it's Monday, which can only mean one thing. Well, it could mean loads of things, really, couldn't it? It could mean it's the day after Sunday, the day before Tuesday, and what other things happen on a Monday? Um, Monday, Monday. Is that a song or is it Sunday, Sunday? I don't know. Anyway, it is Monday, which means I'm going to talk to you about ghosts. Hooray! How are you all doing, you wonderful, beautiful, and dare I say sexy people? I hope you're having a fantastic week thus far. I hope so, because it's only about like eight hours in. Um, and if not, don't worry, there's the rest of the week to come. You'll get over it, it's fine. Anyway, we've got a wonderful show for you today, full of paranormal purveyance. Of course, later on, we're going to go to that dark and dingy corner where my beautiful partner sits, Becca. And she's going to tell us a scary story from the bowels of Reddit. We have all of that and more coming up. Of course we do. Um, What's new with me? Well, I have very sore feet at the moment. I think, brace yourselves, it's gout. Gout? I'm 43. Gout. It's like the, the illness of kings, apparently. Pfft, lol. Um, but yeah, it's painful to walk on both feet. So I'm off the doctors very shortly, and he's going to say, let's put you down. And that'll be it. Like a, a sick dog, I imagine, with bad feet. So I've got that to look forward to, but I hope your day is going to be better than mine. Anyway, what have we got to look forward to today? Well, we're going to do a little bit of a paranormal review, which is in the middle of the thing that I'm watching. And you may be watching it too. But we'll have a little review on that very shortly. But before we do all of that, we need to say a big thank you to our wonderful Patreons. When you sign up to Patreon, not only are you supporting the show, but you also get two additional podcasts each and every week just for Patreons. Yes, one where I ramble, which as you can tell, I like to do, which comes out around midweek and one paranormal one, which we put out on a Sunday. Normally me and Becca talking about the paranormal, which she loves. Wink, wink. And um, yeah. And I also sing your name as a bit of a thank you. And that's what we're going to do right now. You just need to head over to patreon.com forward slash we need to talk about ghosts. Just like these wonderful new Patreons have. The guitar is well and truly out. And we have four wonderful new Patreons to say thank you to today. We have now two people in this could have surnames pronounced in two different ways. So I'm going to have to do it both ways. It's either Harriet Kanides or Harriet Kanides. Nikita Dementiev or Dementiev and Barbara and Sarah L. So let's see, this is a nice little Monday tune for you. He says, Harriet Kanides, Kanides, Nikita Dementiev, Dementiev, Barbara, Sarah L too. You've signed up to the Patreon, you lovely things I just want to say to you You know what's coming Thank you Thank you Ended it on a seventh Yes I did Bit of a weird Monday tune But why not? It feels like a weird Monday anyway So thank you you wonderful people Sorry for your mispronunciation of names That I just done And um, yeah If you'd like to become a patron Head over to patreon.com forward slash We need to talk about ghosts If you can judge anything by the speed of my speech right now It's that the coffee is working Anyway Let's have a paranormal review Where I review the paranormal And give it back to That wasn't the same was it? That we come I can't remember what it was where I review the paranormal so you don't have to. Yes, it's time for a paranormal review, which I do like to do to feedback to you. So you could say that, couldn't I? That might be nice. Anyway, this is a bit of a weird one, this one, because it's very rare. I think I've only done it once before where I've reviewed something 
mid something. And it's a very risky thing to do because it could end up being shite. But currently it's not, which is key. Anyway, you may know what I'm going to talk about because it's the number one thing on Netflix right now. And it is The Devil in Ohio. And thus far, we're like four episodes in and it's dead good. It's very dark. It's very occulty and witchcrafty and spooky. And I really like it thus far. I don't know where it's heading, but the main girl in it is a perfect weirdo. She really is. If I ever see her in anything else, I'll be like, no, you're just the weirdo from The Thing in Ohio. But a very, very brief and no spoilers kind of synopsis why you should watch it. So the whole premise is that, well, it's just the start of the first five minutes. This girl in a big white, like flowy sort of Victorian nightgown thing runs out onto a street and goes, help, help, help. And somebody stops and helps her, takes her to the hospital. And she was clearly running from something. And when they check, she has a pentagram carved into her back. Yes, she does. And from there, it just seemingly gets darker and darker. So I won't really give any more spoilers to it because I do suggest you watch it. But right now for me, it's two thumbs up to the sky because I think it's very good. Now, it may fall on its arse, so I might have to re revisit this in a few episodes and say, don't watch it. We forget what I said. It's shite. It ends ridiculous. She gets in a helicopter and blows everything up with bazookas um, or something like that. So hopefully I won't and um, it'll stay as a good review but you never know. There's also a bit of a nepotism watch because I'm not too sure who it is, but at the start, it comes up that obviously people who are in it and one of them, their surname is De Chanel, like Zoe De Chanel. Now I have a strong suspicion that there's some nepotism going on there, unless as people who benefit from nepotism like to claim they got there on their own accord. Of course they did. Like the Radio 1 DJ, who's the son of the Spandau Ballet Man. I'm sure he got there on his own accord too. Anyway, nepotism aside, it is thus far a very good and very paranormal show, and I do suggest you give it a watch. Also, for anyone who's um, seen The Handmaid's Tale, you know the um, Canadian like Border Patrol man who takes a big lead role in the later seasons, where he like deals with the Waterfords and The Handmaid, June, and all that carry-on. Um, he's in it as the dad. And I haven't seen him in anything else before. And he's actually a really good actor. So do go check it out, I would say. Yes, two thumbs to the sky for the devil in Ohio. <laughs> Attendez, je suis le amour au l'avec à la spirit au fantôme. So see, what happened there was I was going to pretend that I could talk French. Now, I know very little French, but as always happens when I pretend to speak in another language that I actually don't know, it ends up with me just going, because that's a language, isn't it? Anyway, it is time for my favorite part of the show each and every week where I get to read to you your true paranormal stories, your ghost stories, your spookathons, your poltergeist fests. And we've got some amazing stories for you that we're going to jump into right now. First and foremost, we have a quick little piece of correspondence from Morgan. Morgan writes, it's Morgan again. Told you it was Morgan, didn't I? How many times can I say Morgan? Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. Anyway, Morgan writes, I wrote in a few weeks to a month ago about the cemetery tour. I screamed and jumped around like a lunatic when I heard it come on and scared the life out of one of the girls I'm working with. I'm still trying to catch up on the dark paranormal, but I've caught up with We Need to Talk About Ghosts. Why, thank you, Morgan. I missed a story in my last email, so thought I would send it in to you. And this is Morgan's follow-up tale. 
When I was travelling three years ago with a few people, we stopped in Goulburn, a small town that we were passing through. We'd been told previously by some random person that there was an old abandoned orphanage that had been partially burnt down. The girl that was with us told me a couple of things about the place. Apparently in the laundry there were bloodstained handprints in the old washing machines and a few other things that I can't think of at this moment. Now, we hunted down this building and it was so creepy. It kind of had this sombre, depressing feeling around it. There was a temporary builder's fence to deter people from entering the property. At this time, it was late at night and we climbed out of our cars and found a way in. We all stayed pretty close to each other, but we didn't even make it into the building when we heard a child's voice say, Get out! Once those two words were said, the four of us bolted out of the property and back to the cars. I'd never felt so frightened in all of my life. The girl reckoned we'd brought some of the young ghosts with us as the light for the handbrake kept going off, and she decided to ask all these questions, and the brake light corresponded with yes and no. One flash for no, two flashes for yes. By the time we got to our destination, the flashing had stopped, and here I was thinking the light was malfunctioning. About a week later, we went back to that place during the day, and nothing happened. I still don't know what to think of it to this day. Do you have any thoughts, Kev? I would love to know. Thank you for taking the time to read this, Morgan. Well, 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 Morgan. That sounds bloody horrible, to be fair. I mean, what are my thoughts on it? Well, my thoughts are, you've done the right thing in running, because if a child is saying, get out, and the child isn't physically there, then yes, do as the child says, run away. If you're brave, return with two priests. We know what ages they need to be. But I am going to play devil's advocate on the blinking light in the car. I think when you're in a little bit of a, a heightened sense of frenzy, if you will, then I think it's easy to like look at things like that and think, oh my God, that's a sign. That's a sign from beyond. When in reality, if you took it out of the context of a little boy or girl going, get out, then you probably go, the bloody hell's wrong with that light and forget about it. It will become, in fact, just one of those things. Ah, wait. In this ramble that I'm doing about this story, I've just realised that the point of just one of these things being just one of these things is that they're meant to be nods to the paranormal. So I've kind of just pooed on my own party here. In trying to say it may not be paranormal, I've in inadvertently made it paranormal. Hmm, very interesting, Kev. I'll have to take some time to think about that before I go down some weird hole in my head. Anyway, thank you very much for getting in touch, Morgan, with your follow-up story. It was indeed a belter. Or, as Jim Harold would say, a doozy. Oh, you know what, I really need to improve my Jim Harold impression. It's not good. Anyway, let's have another paranormal tale. Now, our next one is a bit lengthy, but it's fully warranted because... Oh my God, wait there. I mean, talk about how easily distracted I am. There's marks on the window, right? And there's a cloud behind it, and it looks like a little sad cloud. <laughs> God, I'm easily impressed. Well done, window and cloud. Thank you for coming together to make my Monday... Anyway, we've had an email from Chris, and Chris runs uh, a paranormal investigatory, investigatory, yes, group, and he sent in the following email. Hi, hi, I thought I'd send you a write-up of just one of our investigations. I run White House Investigations and have been ghost hunting for 11 years so far. 11 years? Bloody hell. So this is the write-up that Chris put together about one of their investigations, and it's dead interesting and dead good. So get on this. 
The team went to a family's home after spending a night with the family at a location we had at our disposal after the family expressed an interest in all things paranormal. The family gave me permission to use real first names. The adult couple were Julie and Tony, and there were three females also present who were called Dan, Paige and Shell. Julie and the family told us that there were two windows which would often open with no one to blame. Also, ornaments on these windowsills would be turned around on the spot, and one time a vase was found in front of the fire which had previously been on the windowsill. A previous resident of the property had liked his windowsills empty and his windows open. Neighbours had reported bangs coming from the house when it was empty, and the previous resident had been occasionally hammering up pictures. Interestingly, this previous tenant had died in the kitchen that we were now stood in. Scratching had been heard at Julie's bedroom door. The noise was described as the sound of a dog trying to get in. The previous owner owned a dog, but this may be unrelated. The kitchen sink plug had gone missing for all of 12 months, only to reappear hung up on a nail near the top of the kitchen window. Quite often, and only on Monday evenings, there would be a scratching noise emanating from the bedroom wardrobes. Even the daughters reported hearing it. It was so loud. In the end, the wardrobes were ripped out. The sound seemed to cease. One night, when the male adult Tony was in the garden burning things, he saw a figure looking out of the window. When Tony described the person to the neighbour, they said it described the former tenant to a T, including the hat which he wore most of the time. Inside the house, two of the girls had both seen a figure peeping around the door into the bedroom. This caused the reaction of sending coffees flying out of fear. I pressed for a description and one girl replied, shadowy but with substance. A young boy had stayed one night and had come running down the stairs asking where the man had gone. What man? came the response. A man has just looked around the bedroom door, smiled and walked away, said the boy. He had a black woolly hat on. There were also reports of glasses breaking. I noted that Ouija board sessions had been performed in an unsafe manner, with a board that had some very important components missing, which make using a board unsafe in our opinion. The daughters feel like they're being watched. This could easily be a natural reaction to fear. The report spanned 14 and a half years and Tony in particular had received obscenities from a male spirit on the board. Most recently during a Ouija session, they'd asked the spirit to show itself. They then heard the floorboards creak upstairs and the sound as if somebody was walking down the stairs to join them. Also, Tony asked for a loud bang and that was exactly what followed. The following is our investigation. I conducted baseline readings around the kitchen and front room. The area was flat for readings, except near the obvious high points of naturally high units. One dictaphone was placed upstairs near where the scratching had been heard. One gauss meter had been placed at the bottom of the stairs. We were in the kitchen just off from the bottom of the stairs. We commenced protection and heard clicks coming from the gauss meter. We conducted our first EVP session and registered the temperature as being 17.4 Celsius. Some of the team and some of the family put their fingers lightly on the glass. The gauss meters suddenly register high readings 
but this turns out to be a mobile phone left on. I ask for the strongest spirit to come forward. We take this moment to stop the kitchen clock ticking. The glass moves, but only very slightly. Sai reports a drop of temperature to 17 degrees Celsius. We explain to the spirits listening that we cannot harm them and we wouldn't want to. The temperature goes on to drop to 16.6 degrees Celsius. As the gauss clicks singularly, we say, come on, you're obviously stood back. The spirit seems to be wary of us, but after almost six minutes, the gauss moves. The temperature drops further from 16.4 Celsius to 16.2 Celsius. Sai says, take the glass to where you're stood. The gauss starts to click more frequently. Sue tries to coerce more movement. The temperature now has dropped to 16 degrees Celsius. The glass moves to yes after the spirit is reassured. It remains on yes as the gauss clicks. Unfortunately, the glass didn't move off yes. I decide to move the stairs gauss meter to the top of the stairs. Once I'm back down, the gauss in the kitchen is still clicking, but I think I heard the upstairs one click a couple of times too. I still haven't corresponded that with the upstairs dictaphone recording. After 14 minutes, the glass moves confidently around the board of its own accord. Sai suggested it's a different spirit and I agree. There is such a different flow to this one. The gauss continues clicking and is slightly unnerving the daughters. I hear another click upstairs as the glass stops. Carol asks the spirit to move the glass back to the middle of the board and it does so straight away. She then asks, can you spell out your name for me, please? It spells T-O-M-P-S-O-N, Thompson. Some of the family members grasp at the thin links to the neighbours, but it's a different spelling, so we rule that out. The gauss rises with its noise, so it's picking up a stronger energy. The glass goes to P, P. Paige is scared, and one of the other daughters suggests that maybe the glass is going to Paige. Paige is not happy. I have to step in and stop these suggestions by the family. Both K2 meters now get a hit of about 3 out of 5 lights and the gauss in the kitchen is still reacting to something. We have to now reassure Paige that her fear is unnecessary and that if she just sticks it out a little further, she may be reassured. But the glass does seem to go towards her. And we're unsure if it's just going to a letter that happens to be near Paige. Is the name Thompson significant to you? No. Are you connected to this house? Yes. Do you live in the house? No. Did you know Paige in real life? The gauss increases a lot and the glass moves to yes. Are you related? Then another question is asked at the same time and this rules out both questions really. However, the K2 gets a large burst of lights and Kevin reports a breeze near him. Is there more than one spirit with us? Yes. How many? Five. Please draw the first letter of your name using the glass like a pen. The glass moves around faster and faster. So your relationship with Paige, is it on her father's side? A very strong yes. The gauss creeps up steadily and Kevin reports a breeze again. Are you stood watching us? Yes. S. R. Q. Carol asks, are you playing with me? The glass chooses a letter and then systematically moves to the middle 
and then to the next letter, and then to the middle, and so on. Tony recognises this motion. This is how it does it of an evening. It's as if someone wants to play, he says. I say, that's really good to watch, to see that you know where all the letters are. Sai says, that shows us you're intelligent. Sai continues, if I tell you my name, will you tell me yours? The gauss goes surprisingly high, and we have to ask if all mobile phones are definitely off. The glass moves to P again, and then becomes uncooperative. But then it spells out P-E-T-E-R. Sai says, thank you, Peter. Thanks for the trust. Are you the spirit that sometimes plays with Tony? The gauss continues to maintain three milligauss. Sai wonders if the spirit on the board is different to the spirit of the board. It's a good call. We try what I now call the grass-up technique. This is where if spirit A won't give us answers to our questions, we ask the talkative spirit B to tell us what spirit A would answer. Sai asks Peter to step back and let the spirit who plays with Tony come forward. Peter agrees. We're now dealing with a new spirit. Sai asks, When we were at a different location with this family, did you talk to us there? Were you the spirit that, when I asked certain questions, went away? Yes. Sai goes on. Now the question was about something in particular happening to you in life. Can you remember that question? Yes. Could you spell out a word that related to that? Not only does the gauss spark up, but the glass spells out B-U-L-L-Y. Bully. This sparks a memory of this having happened in the team. Sai remembered, but he didn't have his finger on the glass. During my reviewing and writing up, I notice a pattern, perhaps. I feel that I've noticed strong gauss hits when we ask questions which get a strong emotional response. For example, the topics of kids or trauma. Sai keeps going. Did that happen to you a lot in life? No. Are you associated with this house? No. When I say that, I mean, are you associated with this house because of Tony? Yes. Did you know Tony in life? No. Is there a reason you mess around with Tony? No. Do you do it just for fun? Yes. The spirit declares that it means no harm to anyone, which must be a relief for the family. Will you try and be nicer to him the next time he uses the board? Yes. The gauss flickers its audio. Do you visit Tony when he's at his own house? Yes. Do you know his house number? Yes. Everyone that knows Tony's house number takes their fingers off the glass. The glass moves to a number and Julie and Tony say it's correct. The gauss continues to crackle. Sai asks for a name or something to be given so we can communicate more politely with the spirit. S-R-U-S is spelt. The gauss clicks on. Sai asks again, and it spells out Zack. The spirit admits it's a fake name. We ask for twisting of the glass on the spot, and it obliges. Is there a spirit here, Zack, who is associated with the Windows activity? There's a pause, then yes. Kevin asks, does he wear a woolly hat? Yes. Does he mess with the Windows? Yes. Zack, could you tell us the name of this spirit? K-E-V-I-N. 
Sai, can Kevin come to the board, please? Sai reassures the spirits that we mean no harm and we come with respect. Kevin, the scratching has to stop. The gauss increases. We ask for a bang in the same way that Tony had on our previous visit. Interestingly, the gauss does spike at this exact time. We ask if the spirit called Kevin is grumpy. The glass spells T-O-N-Y. It transpires that Kevin finds Tony being in the house objectionable. But we explain that while Tony and the family may move on, it will just mean that another man inhabits the property at some point and it would be easier for the spirit to reach an agreement with Tony. It also comes out that the spirit we have to refer to as Zack is in fact Kevin, but he was unsure of us to begin with. Sai asks, Can we call you Kevin now then? No. Do we just call you Sir? Yes. I suggest an act of understanding that Tony can do for Kevin to appease the animosity. I say, is it true that you don't like things on your windowsills? Yes. How about Tony is in charge of keeping one windowsill clear? Yes. Tony moves the back window ornament. The gauss climbs to four milligauss. Did you know we were coming? Yes. Tony verbally agrees to the deal. Tony says to Julie, is there something that you know about that window? Yes, she says. Sai runs with it and asks if Julie knows something about the window. The glass spells out B-A-T-H-R. Julie intervenes that when she moved in, that had been his bathroom. Pretty impressive stuff if I do say so myself. Sai, is that why you like to keep it open because of the bathroom moisture? Tony, I will keep that window sill clear. Sai. Will you be less awkward with Tony now? A long silence followed, so I said, Kevin, it's one step at a time and he's made the first step. And if you play fair, then we can make another deal with him. We then hear a strange noise. Julie wonders if her mobile phone has come on at this point, or even worse, has been on all the time. We heard no messages come through though. We have a stab at table tipping, but nothing happens. We start the board again. Sigh. Can you move the glass to indicate that you're still here? The glass moves to goodbye. We have no real option but to respect the board, and so we close down. In review. 1. During the investigation, the family dog was outside in the back. I listened to 90 minutes of audio in order to review the sound and to write up this piece. I became accustomed to the dog quickly, as I had on the night. One noise stood out as unusual. As Tony is talking one time towards the deal part of the night, a sound is definitely caught on audio. On the one hand, it could be dispelled as being the dog, but I would say it's the only time the dog makes this particular noise. Knowing for a fact that a dog was present makes this difficult to call, and for that reason we have to throw it out as inconclusive, but it will remain bookmarked. 2. When I was reviewing the Whistle EVP session, I heard a faint, breathy reply, as if in response to Sai's tune. In fact, it sounded like it tried twice. The second was less convincing. I emailed the sound clip to the team, and they could not hear what I was hearing. This could be that there really is nothing of note to hear, or it could be that their listening equipment is different to mine. Also, when you are the one reviewing the whole evidence, 
you become accustomed to the audio and so that your brain finds it easier to hear odd sounds. Hearing a clip makes it harder to distinguish the sounds. It would appear that the family were indeed pestered by a former tenant. Although he took a dislike to another male inhabiting his former space, he didn't mean any harm. Kevin will hopefully remain quiet now that a deal of sorts has been done. Hopefully the family will use a safer board in the future too. Hope this isn't too long for your show and that you enjoy it. Regards, Chris Whitehouse. So there you go, guys. It was a bit lengthy, but I thought it would be very interesting to have a proper insight into what these ghost hunting teams do. Because, you know, I've been on paranormal investigations, I say in inverted commas, but there were people like Chris says there who've done it for over a decade and I've no idea what they do. So I found that fascinating in terms of what they do. Now, I am a bit surprised about the use, the casual seeming use of the Ouija board there because we do hear, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but we do hear obviously a lot of, ooh, don't do that, the devil will eat your bum and things like that. Um, so yeah, I am kind of surprised at the sort of blasé use of it there. Another thing that is interesting about the Ouija board then, um, and that story is the part in it where they say what number does um, Tony live at and the board comes back with the right answer and the reason I'm saying that that's interesting is because I've seen that happen when we done the Ouija board once when I was about maybe 17 there was a group of us and there was one lad who is a complete and utter skeptic right complete skeptic didn't want to take part so didn't sat on the couch and there was another lad taking notes and there's about five of us doing the Ouija board and somebody apparently comes through and he says he knows this guy. His name's Michael, who's the skeptic on the couch. So we're all looking at him and everyone on the board thinks that this is getting pushed. And he goes, bollocks. It's all bollocks. He said, all right, then if it knows me, what number? Because this lad used to live in Sri Lanka. He says, what number house did I live in in Sri Lanka? So it comes up 114. And he goes, see, all nonsense. It was 72. So we go, what are we doing this for? You know, it's a complete waste of time. We're just pushing it around, getting nonsense. So we stop and we go about with our day. The next day, he turns up, not like white as a sheet. He just turns up and says, get on this. I was telling my mum and dad about what we done and blah, blah, blah. And the Ouija board. First house we moved into was 114. He said, but we were only in her a week. And then we moved to another house. Bizarre. Anyway. Chris, thank you very much for giving us an insight into your wonderful paranormal world. And if you have any other things like that, please do let us know because I'm, even if I don't put them on the show, I'm personally interested. So, shall we head over to that dark and dingy corner where Becca lives? She hates me saying that because it makes it sound like a little swamp dweller, and she's not. Anyway, shall we? I think we shall. Let's. Ladies and gentlemen, now it is time for Paranormal Reddit Corner. With Becca. Yes, it's that time where we go to Becca's spooky corner and we talk to her about things on Reddit. How are you, Beck? I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. Anything new to report? Um, no, I don't think so. Do you have anything new to report? Well, I thought that I saw a ghostly wet footprint in the bathroom before. Was it a wet footprint? It was, and it was mine. But I don't didn't recall doing it. Is the thing? Were you wet? Yeah. Did you walk? Yeah, but I didn't think I'd walked here. Is the thing. It was like on the certain parts of the rug, and I was like, I haven't stood that way. Um, but I must have. Not really scary, that, is it? Just, <laughs> I had a shower, is the upshot of that? Yeah, yeah, I had a shower and, and it was thrown that I couldn't remember each individual footstep I'd taken. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Anything um, anything happened to you that's spooky or anything that you'd like to report? Um, no, I don't think so. Are you sure? I'm saying that like I know something. I don't know anything. I know nothing, me. No, no, I don't think so. That sounds like there's something. I know, I feel like there was something I was going to say on the podcast, but now I can't think what it was. I mean, it was probably wasn't even necessarily spooky. It might have yeah. been anything. But... Well, I, I, in Paranormal News, I did find, uh, I have got a new occult book um, provider, haven't I? We went to Granby Street Market. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was good. And I seen a, there was an American man running like a very, they're all like very homemade stalls, aren't they? They're not like yeah. craft stalls. They're all like, I do this out my kitchen and here's my stall sort yeah. of thing. Um, and this American guy was there and he was like, baseball and hot dogs. And I was like, tea and cream scones. And after we'd said hello That's like that. That's how I remember the conversation. No. Okay. Um, he sold me a massive... Book on Ghosts by Brad Steiger, didn't he? Like, yeah. and went, uh, that's a pound. And it was like a pound, so yeah. I give him two. I know, he was he was looking, because he had a few, didn't he? Yeah. Um, one or two you weren't interested, one or two you already had, one or two you weren't interested in. And then this one, we were looking at this one, and he was like, as we were looking at it, he was like, it's good value for a pound. And we were like, no, we know. We know, <laughs> yeah, okay. we're like, fully aware. We're not going to haggle with you over this. Like, yeah. yeah. And it turns out he's like a collector of occult books, um, and he's going to bring some down next month yeah, to the store. Yeah, he said he's like gradually getting rid of them, didn't he? Yeah, he said, um, I've got no, call. I follow a different path. Yeah. I was like, fair enough, just give me all your, all your magic books so I could become yeah, so a warlock. Bring them, so. um, and then he went, I've got one, and mentioned this very rare book, which names name of aids me, and then said, but that'll be five pounds. And I was like, that's all right, mate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're fine with that. Yeah. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. do you want to tell us about this story on you Reddit? You do know you're going to have to buy something for it, even if you're not necessarily interested with them. If he's bringing a few specifically for you, you're going to have to buy more. at least one. Yeah, back if they're a pound each, I'll, I'll just... All right. I'm just saying, just so you know, so don't be like, oh no, I'm not It's like It's like a very, 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 very bad version of that. There's a Johnny Depp film, I think it's called The Ninth Gate, where he goes around collecting occult books. Mm. Imagine that if it was done by the Chuckle Brothers. And um, set in a market in Liverpool. And that's kind of what yeah. this interaction's been like. I mean, if needs be, we can march straight to the charity shop and donate them, but you do have to buy them from him. No, I'll, 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 no, I'll get them off him, man. I'll, I won't read them because I don't read, do I? I just like having them. <laughs> to look at. Yeah. Anyway, go on. There's a spooky right. story off Reddit okay. that I chose. As per usual, I've not read through it. I've just seen mm-hmm. the title, seen the length, and thought that looks about right for Reddit Corner. Okay. Crack on. Welcome to Reddit Corner with Becca. Oh. This story is titled, Having Ghostly Experiences in Flat. One happened a few hours ago. Oh, so it's a, an up-to-date one. And who's the who's the writer of this? Toe-lickage. <laughs> is that why you've chosen this? <laughs> no, but I did see ridiculous. that, yeah. Right. Toe-lickage. Okay, all right. Proud son or daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Toe-lickage of the Toe-lickage dynasty. Anyway, crack on. Let's begin. So there have been two instances. First one was small enough to write off, but the second one a few hours ago has left me a little shaken. First instance. So we've got chapters here. Oh, okay, yeah. I was walking through my lounge, my boyfriend in the kitchen next door, when I heard a click directly next to my ear, like someone sharply snapped their fingers. I've just done that before you said snap the flame. Anyway, carry Well, that's because it's what a click is. I know, yeah. Chill. (laughs) I checked around and couldn't find a source for the sound. Boyfriend heard the click, but faintly, since he was in the other room, which at least tells me I wasn't hearing things. Fair enough. Validation. Second instance, Chapter two. Today's. Was in the lounge again, and sat on the sofa. Was taken off my cardigan, when I suddenly felt my scrunchie on one of my Dutch braids disappear. Like the weight of it suddenly went missing, if that makes sense. 
while I was holding the ends of the plait to make sure it didn't unravel and was searching the sofa and surrounding area but couldn't find the scrunchie anywhere. Decided to go into the bedroom and get another scrunchie, had given up finding the missing one, lol. And when lol. I got lol. And when I got about halfway across the room, I felt something lightly drop onto my head from a short distance. No. It then fell to my feet on the floor. I looked down and it was the scrunchie. That's weird. Come on. This really kind of freaked me out, to be honest, and wasn't I wasn't sure how to react. So I just picked it up and said, thank you, out loud, and immediately hightailed it out of the room. I'm not sure about the energy. Like, I don't know if I was so freaked slash weirded out by and during the experience that that tainted the energy of the being. But I didn't feel in danger, but I also felt unnerved by its presence. Seeking advice on this, what kind of ghost slash spirit slash entity it could be, and next steps. Whether that's ways to live alongside it if it's friendly, or ways to move forward if it's the opposite. Interesting. And you know what? I don't know about you, but I think how that's written seems to give it an air of validity for me. Mm -hmm. Authenticity. Because she's not saying anything like... It's not like um, Mr. Pissypants the other week. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, and I shot out of there and I screamed at the top of my voice, you can't hurt me, demon, and all this. Mm. She's like, my scrunchie went missing and plopped on my head. <laughs> um, so what yeah. make you of that? Um, yeah, I mean, bubbles can be little buggers. <laughs> like, uh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. The fact it fell Oh, that's a head. scrunchie, not a bubble, though. A scrunchie, if I'm a thinking A scrunchie like, is a form of bubble. Yeah, but it's a very large bubble that's, yeah, that you're not large. just going to lose. I mean, let's also point to the fact it plopped on her head. I mean, she doesn't say plopped. I'm saying plopped. No, say but it plopped on her head. Plopped, such a nice word. Plopped. She said it dropped. On her. Did you, there was a book called The Owl Who Was Afraid of the Dark, and his name was Plop. What was that? Plop the Owl. In, what? Apropos of nothing like this. You just said you liked the word plop. Yeah, yeah, but that's just, in, you know, and then back into the story I went, was you pause, what do you think of the owl called Plop? I didn't say what you think of him, I told you. Well, fair enough. You won't know. Do you, you like him? You Do you like the alcohol pop? Yeah. Whilst we're taking this diversion. Yeah. Yeah? What nice happens in the story? story? Well, he's a bit scared. Of what? Of the, the dark? dark, yeah. Does he get over it? Well, he meets a lot of people who like showing what fun the dark can be. What, like vampires and paedophiles or something? No, like people who have like campfires and things and, yeah, and eat a potato but it's a bit too hot for him. And... Yeah. Fucking yeah. you know, You're a bag of fun, aren't you? <laughs> You know what? I'm just saying it in my business. <laughs> you come along. Anyway, so has anyone given any advice thus far? Someone said, it sounds playful. If you were a ghost, how else would you get someone's attention? Probably not that. No. Um, and who wouldn't be a bit freaked out by that? Um, and Tolikage says, that's what I was hoping since it returned gently and pretty swiftly. Thank you. That puts me a bit more at ease. Um, a lot of people are saying it does sound playful, agreeing that it sounds playful. Um, someone else says, they say you shouldn't interact because you encourage it and things can get stronger. True. Yeah, yeah. I, w I, would, I would say that. I mean, also, it doesn't fucking matter if it's playful. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like saying a pit bull's playful. I mean, it eats kids, Yeah, but, but if it gets playful. stronger and then it thinks it's being playful when it, like, shoves you, but actually you're at the top of the stairs, and that's a problem, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so, yeah. Of course it's a problem. Like, there was a really dodgy video that, I mean, Chills. I mean, Chills is that guy who does the videos on Facebook and YouTube the one who talks like oh, this. Oh, I don't know how you watch that. I know. Anyway, he shared one and was like, this is one of the scariest videos I've ever seen. And it just wasn't. It was a guy, right, who was implying he works in this haunted place. And he's told his employees about this place, employers about this place. And they've said they're going to get a priest in. And he said, this is what happened to me. And he's basically filming from the front camera, right? Mm. 
And then he throws the phone against the wall like that's him. And he's like, uh, uh, and then he clearly just lifts the camera up the wall like he's being picked up by the neck against the wall. Right. And he's going, uh, and then drops the camera on the floor. And like we're meant to believe that that's him. And he just held the camera throughout without pointing at himself, at his feet or at the entity. Okay. Fake, Becca. Just fake. Fake. Fake, fake news. Um, what else do people say? Someone says, I had a ghost blow in my ear when I was blasting hip-hop music in my haunted office at 3am. It was scary enough for me to get the message not to play music at that hour. Well, fair enough. I mean, they just sound like a horrible person all around, don't they? Anyway. Why? Just playing music at 3am. Yeah, but if they're in an office building where no one else is, doesn't matter. Oh yeah, I suppose that's fair enough, yeah. Um, so what do you make of that story? Out of the story, because you've now read quite a few stories of the paranormal on Reddit Corner. Tell me about it. Stud. Um... How? What, what do you make of that story in terms of like authenticity, in terms of how scared you would be if it happened to you? Okay, so the click, I have very little interest in because mm. like so many things can sound like that. Like, yeah. and just like, and yeah, there's like, it could be anything, like any device turning itself off, like anything. Mm. Um, or shutting down. The second, uh, um, I'm trying to think how. So the fact that like you lose a bottle because they can come loose and they can end up like I've I've lost a bobble once and been like oh that's so weird and then when I've brushed my hair later it's come out and it was like somehow in only like part of my hair at the back you know rather than yeah. the full thing and I was like oh you little bugger yeah um, but that's not a scrunchie is it a scrunchie is like material whereas uh, bobble is concept no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, but as in, like, you know what I mean? But a scrunchie is like, it's like a, a tie on a mask. Wait, you can get thinner scrunchies. No, you can't. You can. You have to be a certain width to be called a scrunchie. That's not true. It is. That's not true. The whole point of a scrunchie inches. is it scrunches. Yes. That's a lie. So. Don't you come out with lies to me. Fair enough. Okay, then. So, do you like the story, yes or no? I'm all right with it. It's not the best you've read. It's not the best I've read. I mean, it's fine. The fact that it dropped on her on head. head. On her head. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Like it reported. A double P O R T. There's a paranormal word for you. Apport. Can you say apport? Patronise me. <laughs> Going through the alphabet. Anyway, as always, Becca, it's been a pleasure. What are you doing with the rest of your day? I'm working. I know. Yeah. So I'm trying to. Can't get a bloody break around here. I know. I know. Well, um, thank you for your time, as always. You're welcome. Um, and I will let you go. Okay. We'll speak to you next week. We'll speak again. again. We know, we know both exactly where, where and also when. But we know we'll speak again. Hopefully, it'll be on a sunny next day. Monday. Whoa. You didn't have to do an end. Bye, guys. You can say bye. No, I, I didn't. No. Do you don't have to do an ending. You always do endings. Why can't I do an ending? It's my show. Actually, it's right. my corner. Oh, touche. All right, you can do the end then. I just did. Oh. Bye. Bye. Don't do it. Scratch that ending. In breaking news, Becca just walked upstairs and said, have you still got your recorder? I said, yeah. She said, can I come back on? I said, yeah. I said, yes. I said, yes. Um, yeah, I remembered what it was I wanted to say, and it's not paranormal. But, oh, oh, Christ. Well, but yeah, go on. I think it's worth it, go and on. I think everyone's going to enjoy it, because right. it was hilarious. Okay. So I just wanted to tell them what happened in the co-op the other day. Ah, oh, <laughs> You're all right with that? Yeah. So we both walk in to the co-op. We're on our way home and we yeah. both walk into the co-op. Kev says, I'm going to go get a drink. So, okay. So we go into the co-op. Um, I've been like right next to him, like just like a step behind him. 
But I get distracted by spotting cabbage, chocolate, orange, brownies. Mm. So I stop there like a magpie Which spotting I don't something know. shiny. Um, so Kev goes away, he comes back uh, like two minutes later, he goes, oh, God's sake, I thought you were behind me. Why, what's wrong? And he said, he went, I've just got to the fridge and there's this girl next to me. He said, I thought you were there behind me. And I picked up this Ribena and went, I'm going to get a Ribena. Because <laughs> <laughs> I turned around and you weren't there. <laughs> no, and she, this girl looked at me and I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And I knew she was there to me left, but I just assumed you were behind me because it's only about like five feet from the entrance to there. Yeah, five feet. And you were right behind me. Yeah, I know, but as I say, I was distracted, unfortunately, but I was crying laughing. Like, she must be thinking, who is this lunatic yeah. who, like, walks into the cough and announces to the I'm going to get a Ribena. That's what I said. To himself. Yeah. <laughs> do it again, do it again. I'm going to get a Ribena. <laughs> and I shook it, like, in the air and wiggled my head because I thought you were watching. So excited. <laughs> Well, good. I'm, I'm glad you decided to to um, yeah to to restart the podcast to yeah. share that. I mean, that. it was spookily funny. It was spookily funny. Well, <laughs> if that helps at all. And in fairness, she would have thought it was really weird. Like, oh, she would have thought things. it was terrifying. Yeah, she would have been like, she would have ran out of that shop and ran all the way home just in case. I then popped up and went, "I'm gonna eat a Big Mac." <laughs> She'd be like, why is she telling me? Just announcing it to yourself, like yeah. in, in song form. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, thanks for that, Beck. You're welcome. Bye again. Bye.